All right. Welcome back to Talking Picture Talk. I am Sean. With me is Joe and Dee and Vince. And tonight we are talking about... See, I thought... I came into this thinking we were talking about our favorite movies of the year so far. You, you got to read the rest of the text chain. Because <laughs> we're now six months into the year. Um, all right. Let's, but, let's, uh, do, let's do that quickly. Seems to be a debate. <laughs> um, so we're going to do that and then we're going to talk about a film called Midsummer that is currently playing in theaters. You may have heard of it. That we all saw and it's affected us in many ways. Yep. All right. Any, uh, what'd you guys like? The kick us off. What's been good? I really else want to start. Yeah, I'll start. I really liked, um, weak year if you ask me. Yeah, of course it is. And I think compared to last year, it's super weak. I think only me and D saw this, but I really liked book smart directed by Olivia Wilde. Oh yeah. Um, I called it, Jokingly, I called it the female super bad because it stars two high school girls trying to be cool and go to a party and fit in. Um, but I loved it because it reminded me of like, I don't know. It was like a bunch of like high school 90s movies rolled into one with like a little bit of super bad. It was like, it had everything. Um, is Olivia Wilde on screen at all? No. Well, then it's it, it, Then no one should see that movie ever. Oh, her, really? Her husband. Yeah, that's right. And he's awesome. He's hilarious. It's nice. She's giving him some work. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, she's, she's, oh, here's one. And Vince, you, you're going to, you can chime in here. Um, hottest person to ever direct a movie. It's got to be Olivia Wilde, right? <laughs> Sarah Tom Ford. Spike <laughs> Lee. Again, we only have three mics, so we'll be yeah. passing the mic around a lot. Do it's you want to say anything about that? It's got to be Olivia Wilde. Can you think of anyone else? Vince nods no. <laughs> Vince is like the uh, the inbred kid from Midsummer, which we'll get to. Jesus, <laughs> he's just laying there sideways, looking at us. <laughs> um, I recommend this finger finger painting. <laughs> I recommend this movie. Um, it has like elements of American Pie, Can't Hardly Wait, the classics. Yep, but it's very uh, woke. Yeah, yeah. Damn son. What's not? And even like um, even um I feel like reviewers now will try to spin a movie to make it woke. Like they'll just that, that's the that's the only angle they can take on it. Definitely. Good 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 commentary, D. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. <laughs> well, I mean, we're gonna talk about Midsummer and that's the I think I think Black Panther's a good example of that. I think it was just a very well done movie. I mean, where people blew some themes that could be considered woke to the extreme, but I think it was just like a very subtle, well made movie. Even all of his movies, Kugler's, yeah. I yeah, mean, Creed is not like a woke movie, and that was all the reviews. Mm-hmm. And Fruitvale Station is like a true story, mm-hmm. which has that like okay, bad white cop killing young black kid. Um, but he didn't even like really. I mean, I think that that in Fruitvale Station he painted the kid as just like a model stand-up citizen, but apparently he was like a drug dealer in real life. Not that that matters too much to what happened to him, but or like a weed dealer, so it's really not a, not a huge deal. But um, even that, like, that kind of started him off on like, oh, Ryan Coogler's making all these woke movies. But I, I don't know. I, I mean, <laughs> they're going to make black... There's, there's, a, there's a six-year-old kid in China making a Black Panther t-shirt right now that they're going to sell for $35 at Disney World. So, I mean, <laughs> like, how great of a guy is this? Come on. I mean, that's not Ryan Coogler's fault. No, it's not his fault at all, but I mean, you're, you're going to work for Marvel. Uh, I mean, so you're working for for Disney. It's it's not 
I don't I don't know how how reviewers spin that into this woke thing. Um, I, I've been hot since midsummer. We're gonna we're gonna get to it. My one of my favorite movies, <laughs> just to get off this topic, was Us by Jordan Peele. That came and went, didn't it? I forgot all about that. It came and went, but it was really good. Though. Yeah. What happened? What, I mean, it what stuck, happened? Stuck with me. Um, Who's the? Uh, it was Lupita just Nyong'o. It's probably one of the best performances she, I've yeah, seen so absolutely. far this year. Ooh, she is a. That's a good debate. She's a strong actress. Mm-hmm. Not the best, but it's I, up there. Yeah. She was really good. Um, I felt like it was very different from Get Out. So I don't know if that affected why it I wasn't in it's theaters a, yeah. or it wasn't as much hype. Um, there were two different movies, but Us was um, uniquely unsettling. I feel scary. like I feel like it had hype, hype, a lot of hype going into it. And I guess it got fairly good reviews. I, it got I, really good reviews. I think a lot. Um, it's one of those things where, in retrospect, it may have like a couple plot holes, but I, th- I don't want that, like effect. I think it was funny. I think it was well made, well acted. Um, it called flack for like she her accent. Her accent was, was great. I thought. What was she deaf in the movie? I don't know. Uh, wasn't that what they said? Sort of, uh, no. Okay. So or like a, sort of condition that affects how the, like the way people. Talk no. Yeah. yeah. I know what you're talking about. I thought you were talking <laughs> about her American her American accent. No. Um. It was like. <laughs> it was like. <laughs> Is was, the American accent that bad? <laughs> no, her American accent's really good. But um. This. It, no. It was like some. It was like some. Yeah. She. I know what you're saying. She caught flack for that, and it was like because she didn't want everyone who suffers from it to be painted mm-hmm. as like someone who's crazy like that character is but right right right. it's actually she's apparently did it i mean do you care if i spoil it or no you yes i care okay i won't <laughs> say spoil it. It, it, it's something that has happened to that character it is because of it okay so it makes sense if you look at it from that perspective got it um i think it would frustrate me if she's talking like that the entire movie well <laughs> not the entire movie yeah it's not the entire right, movie good um and yeah. tim heidecker's in it and that's always a plus oh yeah wow he's the uh they're like best friends husband the guy who oh, yeah. yeah with the beach Mary boy uh, scene caitlin moss or yeah, no elizabeth moss, moss. Yeah. and the guy who played uh lupita nyango's husband's really good too yeah he's in uh the marvel movies who is it winston duke <laughs> oh right which Black Panther and the last two Avengers. Movies. Let me tell you something about Black Panther. No, yeah, no. I, I like Black Panther. Like, it's a good movie. I liked it a lot. Yeah, uh, it's not, but I agree with you, Vince. I don't think it's it was some. I think yeah, it wasn't as it wasn't actively trying to be woke like Wonder Woman was trying to be woke. I think Black Panther they were just trying to make a good movie, and that's all they did. Yeah. Well. Yeah, almost there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess I'll I'll well. <clears throat> I think I'm the only one who saw yesterday. Yeah. I saw one scene from yesterday. Yeah, and I'm not going to spoil it, but I think that the scene... the beginning, you walked right out. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Garbage. The, the, honestly, it's this like, it's a completely just harmless movie, and there's one twist. Not even a twist. There's just one scene that I think would make or break the movie for you. Is it the thing that I'm talking yeah, it's, about? Yeah, it's, it's what, probably what you saw. Mm-hmm. And it's the one thing that would definitely make it or break it for you, and for me, I like it. I think it works. Um, I think that would seem cause controversy too. I would imagine, yeah. Which I don't get because that's clearly, if that scenario happened, that's what would happen. It, I, I mean, without spoiling anything, they don't get into exactly what happened. Um, what I mean, yeah. the premise what they show in the trailer is there's there's this guy who's like a struggling musician in England. Um, he 
is riding his bike and he gets hit by a truck. And like at the moment he gets hit by a truck, all the power in the world goes out for 12 seconds. So there's no power, but I'm sorry, for 12 minutes, I think. Or is it 12 seconds? I can't remember. It doesn't matter. That's key. Is it minutes or seconds? Like, who knows? Um, also, one of like the recommended movies from on Hulu was 88 Minutes with Al Pacino and Ben McKenzie. I think it's because I'm watching the OC. <laughs> that might be the worst movie ever. Isn't, uh, is, is that a John Cena one? No, no, no. This, that? is, oh, no that's this is 12 older. rounds. This, this movie is terrible. But anyway, so all the power in the world goes out for 12, I'm going to say minutes. And in those 12 minutes, this guy's just knocked out. So when he comes to, he, he basically realizes that he's the only person in the world who remembers Beatles songs. And the movie kind of takes the approach like, like obviously he's, is it a helicopter? I saw a helicopter that was like extremely low today. Like Leoda and Goodfellas, just eyes, eyes back of my head. Um, So he realized that he's the only person in the world that can remember the Beatles. And he kind of takes it like, like there is a point in time where he gets very famous and this is all in the trailer, but his more motive is, and which I like, the approach you take is to like remember these songs. Like a lot, yeah. a lot of the scenes are him struggling to remember Beatles songs, and he's like, like I have to remember this, like for the world. And then there's a, a like a scene where he's playing Let It Be for his parents, and they're just like they're, they keep like talking and like interrupting him, and he just like freaks out at them. It's like a good scene, but the guy who plays Jack, the main character, I can't remember his name. He's a really, really good actor, and I think it's his first film role. He may, may have done some like musicals, but. Um, his name is I got a camera. Himesh Patel. Himesh Patel, and he's uh, yeah, he's really good. Um, uh, yeah, I, I recommend it. There's there's one scene that's probably make or break, and you have to suspend uh, disbelief for for some scenes, but it's good. Kate McKinnon's awful. Just just the fact that she got nominated for for an Emmy for supporting actress for SNL, and uh, Linda Cardellini didn't for Dead to Me. She's incredible. That's that what show. that's one of the wait, McKinnon. No. Oh yeah. She's awful. Like she's so bad in this movie. I can't believe it, I would find it hard to believe that the part that she performed was written like that by an 80-year-old British guy. Who does she play? Like the agent, right? She's like she plays Ed Sheeran's like manager. And he's playing himself, right? It's so he plays himself. It's so over the top and just so like it's just that typical yeah, Kate SNL McKinnon skit. thing. It's like it's just her typical like her demeanor's always that way and it's just it's just terrible. It's like awful. She's like Jim Carrey. That's actually a, well. I mean, he's a lot funnier, but yeah, it's a pretty good comparison. Like over just like yeah, overacting. <laughs> remember, remember the SNL events after uh, Trump got elected when she and Leonard Cohen had died, and she played Hallelujah as Hillary Clinton. That was that was the opening. It's it's, it's, it's Saturday Night Live. Ninety two percent of the cast die of cocaine, and then it, it it's like the other ones or Will Ferrell. It, it's ridiculous. Um, such a woke show. I'm, I'm, when's the last time you guys watched a full episode of SNL and not a clip on YouTube? Ninety-eight. <laughs> I mean, I think you know what? Actually, it was it was when Django was coming out and Christoph Waltz hosted, and it was actually like really funny because he was like totally self-aware of himself. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. Nah, that's good. All right. Any other? Oh, I did watch the 40th anniversary thing. Uh, that's the last time I, I didn't watch that. that. But they like didn't invite Dana Carvey, or, or no, they didn't invite Chris Kattan or something. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like everyone was there. Yeah, he was not because I, I definitely. I think he was on Marin or Adam Carolla or something talking about it, and like it's like a crazy. I think he, he has a book out. He got a DUI, didn't he, or something? He he, he apparently there was a story that like <laughs> like Lauren Michaels like kind of forced him to have a relationship with the woman who directed uh, Clueless. What's her name? Amy Heckerling. 
like because she was going to direct the night at the Roxbury. I don't think she did though. She like backed out after Chris Kattan broke up with her. It was like a really weird story. Yeah, I I, I know it was a weird story. Let's make but, a documentary on it. Uh, there there should be, but yeah, I think it's in his book. I forget what it's called. But anyway, any other uh, anyone else see any good movies this year? I thought of one I really liked. Mm-hmm. It's called uh, Fighting with My Family. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see this one? No, uh, I wish I no, did. Literally, no one did. Is that with Nick Frost and The Rock? Yes. It's like British, right? <laughs> <laughs> Nick Frost and The Rock. Nick Frost in that alien movie. Yes. Uh, Florence. Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh is a star. Oh, she is? Yeah. Oh. Really good. Oh, all right, all right. One of the best. Uh, one of the best. Super round face. Where? Uh, like, perfectly round. <laughs> no, no. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm the only one who knows that. It's direct, written and directed by Stephen Merchant. Oh, nice. Yeah. He's, He's good. Great. Um, yeah, he's, he's super tall. Where was that playing? Where did you see that? I saw it at Regal. Um, you called it the one showing there? Regal Plymouth Meeting. Oh, cool. Oh, we have to talk about Glass. Yeah. Next time. Also, also Glass. You want to, Vince wants to talk about Glass? Just a fine movie. <laughs> and you, did you see it? You saw Glass, right? Did not. Jesus. I got a, I'm planning a wedding. I don't have time for it. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I still, there was, there was a year where I saw 56 movies in theaters and I don't know if it was the happiest I've ever been or the most depressed I've ever been. I, I can't make sense of it. 56 movies in theaters. It's over one a week. I used to go after, after my last class on Fridays, I got done at 11 and I would just go to a one o'clock movie. All right, well, was I it? Saw, <laughs> I saw seven movies total, four of which were Marvel. Well, oh, wait, no, I'm like. Never mind. I'm not counting the Spider Verse. So it's six movies, three of them Marvel. Jesus. I saw Glass. I saw Captain Marvel, Spider Man Far From Home, Avengers, Us, and Midsummer. I'm trying to think if I watch any like Hulu. Wait, what were the what were the three Marvel movies then? Captain Marvel, Spider Man, Far From Home, and Avengers. Oh, Far From Home. You saw that, Johnny? That just came out, right? Yeah, we saw last week. Ah, was good. Yeah, it was really good. Better than the first one, but that. I actually liked it more than the first one. Yeah, the first one was terrible. That's an awful. That's like one of the worst. Marvel oh yeah, movies. I forgot you hated. it. I hate that movie. Yeah, the first. This it's one's so really bad. good. And Marissa Tomei is still smoke show. Yeah, um, yeah, who's yeah, that? Seriously, <laughs> I don't. I, 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 did you ever read the Spider-Man comics? I, don't, see, I never read them, so I don't even know. Like I didn't know that he was in high school. <laughs> like that was the story. Yeah. All right, let's get, let's get off of this. He's he's mainly in, well, not mainly in high school, but he's in high school for a decent amount of them. Yeah, but they just had like. Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield, who were forty-five, playing them in high <laughs> I school. I like those movies. I like the Toby Toby ones. I rewatched one of the Andrew Garfield ones, and it was okay. I like I, him. But. I think Toby Maguire is like as far, like in terms of him in his real life and the characters he plays. There's no one yeah, further apparently apart. He's like a real. He's like a degenerate gambler. He's always like drinking and fighting and playing. He plays cards with like Leonardo DiCaprio in like basements in Brooklyn. They're like best friends. <laughs> it's so sh- it's just a sh- straight like that movie Molly's game with a uh, just yeah. He's, he, Michael Sarah plays him. Well, they, play, they don't like, say him by name, like but that's a, who it is. Yeah, yeah. But apparently, yeah, apparently him and Leo are like best friends. Which weird. Is, like, you would think like Tobey Maguire might show up in a movie every once in a while if he's best friends with. He one was of the in the Great Gatsby the movie with Leo. Oh, that's right. It's the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> You guys didn't see uh, Shazam? No. It's a superhero movie. It is. Yeah. It's supposed to be really good. Yeah. It takes place in Philadelphia, too. DC might as well stand for, like, like don't don't come. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no one sees DC movies. Uh-huh. D's looking at me like, uh, <laughs> like I'm insane. <laughs> um, 
No, I'll 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 watch that once it comes on HBO. I just I just had a thought, and it's escaping me. Oh, um, did you see the kid they picked to play Elvis? And that speaking of Baz Luhrmann and his terrible movies. Yeah, the kid. Uh, what's his name? Like it's not uh, Austin uh, Rivers, but Austin it's close. Butler. <laughs> I um, wish it was Austin. Rivers. He looks really young, but he kind of looks like Elvis. I think he's like yeah. He looks. I, I mean. The, the I think you know he's actually in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He is, yeah. He's one of the he's um, one of the Manson people. Manson, yeah, kids. Maybe Tex Watson. I think he actually is. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I, I don't, the picture they showed, he looked he looked way too young to be anything. I think he's like twenty six, probably. Oh wow! I mean, that's, yeah, it's probably probably good. I don't have a problem with him being Miles. Ta- Miles Teller probably doesn't have that like like the charm. I don't know. He's pretty charming in uh, looks. Yeah, with the looks. And uh, what's it called? <laughs> Spectacular Now. Did you see that oh, movie? I hate that movie, too. I thought he was good in it. Kyle Chandler. Oh, my God. Oh. That guy's a good actor, but that was a shame. That that role was a shame. It was That was terrible. Well, Have you guys seen that? I did. Spectacular Now. He's only in it for like two minutes. I, I hate that. <laughs> it's just like... And uh, what's if, her name? If, Jennifer Jason Lee's mom. If you, if you were like, take, like, pick... Pick the ten worst movies about alcoholics and then combine all those characters into one. That's what this guy was. It was like it was <laughs> Clean and Sober yeah, just, is the best. It was just a joke. Michael Keaton. I never saw that. Wow. It's a good movie. Is it actually good or you just No, I like that movie. Yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah. Morgan Freeman's in it. Yeah. Not really. It takes place in Philadelphia. Michael Keaton. What's that movie? We should do a uh, we should do a Rotten Tomatoes game about uh movies with alcoholics. Okay. Alright, we'll do that at the end. Uh we're stealing that, by the way, that bit, so <laughs> In case Adam Kroll listens to this. Um, all right, Midsummer. Uh, real quick, I Avengers think, yep. Endgame, probably my favorite movie of the uh, year. Right. Seven million away from becoming the highest grossing movie. Um, that's all I have to say. Really yeah. good. Vince is going to see it uh, seven hundred thousand times. I only saw it once. Put it over. Put it over the. Uh, put it over the mark. Um, yeah, it's that's um, impressive. Is there any more? Anything? Robert's retired. He made seventy-five million dollars from it. Yeah, I covered everything. Captain Marvel, Us, Avengers, Book Smart, Spider Man, Midsummer. Yeah. Should we uh, jump on into it? Yes. Midsummer. Yep. Directed and written by Ari Aster. Mm-hmm. Did, he, did he write it as well? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did he ever? Oh, so, I hope he's okay. The more I think about it, the more I dislike it. What about you? The more I think about it, the more I like it. I'm that same way too, because I was I did not know what to think at all. That's this is the third movie. Where I left, like, feeling like I don't love it or hate it. I don't know. Mm. I just don't know. The, the same was with um, The House That Jack Built and uh, Sorry to Bother You. Mm. And I saw all of these movies within a year. It's crazy. I I watched it, and I liked it. When I, I told Sean as we were watching, like, clearly very well made, very well acted, very well put together. It's just, for me, like, the I think the general, and I'm not speaking for everyone, but, like, general thing is like is it for you or not and that sounds pretty open but like you can't deny it's well well made like behind the scenes and well all that, that's just... that's what i've been thinking about the most it, it is like this guy and i don't know his backstory but it's like i read one interview i think it was with um tony collette she said he's the most prepared filmmaker she's ever worked with and it looks like he just like he knows exactly like how to light things how to where to put the camera what to do and it just looks it just looks so sterile and not in a good way like like, if we're calling that well made, then the French Connection is the most poorly made movie of all time, which which you can't. I mean, his, his movie just looks sterile. Sterile because of like it just looks clean. It looks perfect. Every like shot. There's nothing cool about it. There's well, nothing like. It's definitely. I noticed it's 
definitely intentionally blown out like the whites are super white yeah. that's I, that's intentional that that yeah. i'm that i'm i'm cool with i almost mean like there's no like technique in it like is there anything cool in the movie that he does like unique or is that, that the point like there's well there's some cool like camera wise or yeah i don't is there i just like there's a lot there's a lot of like interesting like good long take in, in the house just, yeah and that's that's my favorite scene well no i mean the very beginning yeah that's my favorite scene so yeah i'm I mean, we're going to spoil this, right? Because it's been out for two weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah go for it. And I mean, spoiler alert: we're midsummer. If you want to see, yeah. It. So the first scene is is uh, the, the main character Florence Pugh is trying to get in, get a hold of her parents or her sister. It turns out her sister has killed um, herself and both of the parents. So that's the tragedy she's dealing with throughout the rest of the movie. But the scene in the house is that that's true. That's a very very cool looking scene. That's a good one. I forgot about that. But when they get to the midsummer, I just feel like it. I don't know. It just looks too like. For the kind of movie, it just, it just looked too clean. Like what it was weird. I, I guess, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't even mean like the the set design or the set decoration or the costumes or anything like that. I mean just like the way it was filmed. It just looks like I don't know. It just looked too clean. Like there was nothing. That's, it actually doesn't. It, it looks like Paul Thomas Anderson. Well, I feel like Paul Thomas Anderson would do like he would, and it's tough because obviously it's daylight all the time basically right. there. But yeah, they compare it to there will be blood with those like big open spaces. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. kind of what it reminded me and of. There was like tracks and pans and tracking forward and I, tracking backward. I like that stuff. In the beginning, before they go to Sweden, to me it looked like a uh, Fincher film. That's a good call. Fin- yeah, yeah. It, mm-hmm. it just had that look. Yep. Like it, it looked like the Social Network. Yeah, yeah, especially yeah Dark when it's palette. when it's like moving through the house. How yeah, yeah. and sort like of yeah, the, in order. that's I mean that's all. And, yeah, especially when um and symmetrical, just like the guy and his buddies are like at the diner or at like yeah, the restaurant. Really that's like there. very that was very. That reminds that does that actually sitting there reminded me of the first scene in Social Network. Yeah. Um, but but I feel like that's all intentional, right? Because he wants to the first half hour, 45 minutes of the movie are going to be this dark and then they hit you with this light. It's yeah. super bright. Exactly. And I think yeah. you were saying about like camera wise and mm. there, there was the scene, I think it was right after she like can't get, in, she can't get in touch with her sister mm-hmm. and she calls the boyfriend mm-hmm. Christian mm-hmm. played by Jack Rayner. And it's like a really, it's a long take and it's just her having like a conversation with him and you can see her like breaking down I think that's a really well done scene too, but I, I get what you're saying about it looking too clean. But I think, in my opinion, yeah. I think that was like intentional to show like it could have, yeah, it how could have out of like whack this place is, or just how like like they're doing. I don't know. It's just like I think just to show like how unnatural the or yeah. different the place is. Yeah. Um, but back to that, the, <laughs> the opening scene um, where they discover the family inside the house when they're dead. Right. I thought that was. An awesome sequence. Agreed. As yeah. I as I we talked about for the last ten, 10 no, no, minutes. No, 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 no. Just just how it's shot. Just how uh, yeah. the movie opens. Yeah, yeah I, I hear you. There's a phone ringing in this house. You know, Florence Pugh is trying to call her parents. Oh, you mean the very out. first scene? Well, that, and then I'm leading to what yeah, happens. Yeah. But you hear this phone ringing, and you see you know these people just sleeping in bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and true. I think yep. you actually see the dad's stomach like going up and down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're like, why aren't they answering the phone? What's going on here? Yep. Yeah. And then they switch over and you sort of forget about that. Mm-hmm. And then she's trying to email her sister. She's going, you know, what's going on? She's really worried. And then they jump to that scene. It's like this long scene that's sort of in slow motion. Of starts with these firefighters yeah. in this smoky garage just turning the exhaust off. Mm-hmm. And you know exactly where it's going. Like mm-hmm. 
they're walking up the stairs they discover you know the sister dead the parents dead and then it just sort of zooms yeah. in on the girl's laptop and yeah. it shows With the like emails yeah unopened mm-hmm. emails and it's like this awesome um score yeah yeah much like and it follows straight downhill <laughs> after, after the first scene but, but that's just like the first um what do you call it the opener and then, and then they goes, do the t- yeah, title the sequence open, and everything yeah really good yeah yeah title sequence and then it goes uh, you know midsummer i thought yeah. that was really well done yeah th- i agree on, on on that that was cool i think when they get to sweden it's like hmm. but that kind of almost brings me to my second uh my second um beef with it i, I sort of wish and, and we talked about this briefly just in the group chat but there was like other aspects of it that i wish they had explored further and one of them was her family like i wouldn't have minded a couple flashbacks i mean there's she has like maybe like one or two really brief like hallucinations of kind, parents. yeah just like and and the one part but that, that's that's like the third thing like well not it, it ties in with the second thing that i had an issue with like I, I don't i'm not drawing i understand that okay her family dies and now these people brainwash her into like okay this is your family now much like happened to sven or whatever that that asshole's name was that they were pele. friends with what's that pele. yeah pele right um <laughs> I want you to come to Sweden with me and see my family. <laughs> come on, pretty girl. I'm happy you're coming. He says, God, um, I remember, hate that guy. He's like, uh, well, they should have got I, Jason Siegel to play him. It was one of those. <laughs> I, it was one of those movies where, like, after I when I got home from seeing it, I I read like a ton mm-hmm. of stuff about it. Mm-hmm. There's like a there was this one article I forget who who published it, but it was like nine things you may have missed or something in midsummer and one of them was how he says he's like i understand i can sympathize sympathize mm-hmm. with you like my parents burned up and died right meaning like they volunteered for yeah the the thing at the end right right right, to. right and like a yeah apparently there was someone said if you uh rewatch it in the sequence where they go do the tracking house or the tracking of the house where mm-hmm. her parents are there's like a, flo- a floral crown like or a bunch of flowers like in one of the yeah i think i read something about that too, and right. like it's the thing that like he was the architect of the whole like getting her to go there type thing but who who knows what that is yeah yeah no yeah i, I, I kind of yeah i can see that but there's a lot of stuff where like i think that there's a scene where they're like maybe in his apartment or hers or something and like above the bed there's like a big penny of a bear and of course he dies in the that's how i want to go like if I if I'm ever like if they're ever like all right Joe you have like a month to go I'll be like all right all right <laughs> get me a bear and get me a shed <laughs> and, and a torch. Uh, the other thing he does well is shoot fire. Is it just CGI? Oh, yes, yeah, it has to be CGI. That's true. Oh, actually. I didn't even think of there's that. a ton of fire. Right. I mean, when you see fire on film, it usually looks terrible. What's that? Yeah, it's better than it's better than this piece of crap. <laughs> there, there's two really good shots I like. Um, before they go to Sweden, uh, the one is when all the guys are hanging out in somebody's apartment and they're just sort of sitting around on the couch studying or whatever. And um, the guy Christian tells them all that you know, um, what's her name? And Danny. Danny. He's like, you know, Danny's gone through a really hard time, and he ended up inviting her. And then, but she's so real. Like you could see, you know what I mean? I thought it was. Yeah, it was just like I think it was very realistic. Like, yeah, I mean, using Will Poulter as comic relief would be like like making Daniel Day Lewis the David Spade character and Tommy Boy. It's it's so it's so stupid. It's such well, a Will waste Poulter of his talents. But in that really one, funny in like 
Who gives a shit? I could do. I mean, anyone can be funny in a movie. It just I said get Josh Gad to do it. Just get a fat guy with curly hair. But the whole shot, it's right. it's focused on them on the couch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't see him. There's a mirror yeah. above them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you see the reflection of uh, the guy. What's his name? The boyfriend, Christian. Christian for the third time. <laughs> Christian and. You should, you should see the movie sometime. And, and Danny. And it was just, I, I don't know. I thought it was really No, I know what you're talking about. And he but, did it and, again. It's when, or he did it twice then. Because there was one time where, like, she's like, oh, I'll go to the party with you yes, or whatever. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and they get back. And he, like, sits in the chair. And it's like a standing mirror. Right. And, like, he's just sitting there. And he's like, you can see him, like, kind of getting annoyed with her. Yeah. I, that, that was a really cool uh, take. And I think what Vince was getting at was, like, and the Will Poulter scene in there is great because it is so real. It's like, it's like okay, these guys obviously don't want her to go, especially the Will Poulter character because it, it just sucks. But they also understand she's going through a hard time, and they're trying to like be like, oh no, like we understand, like it's totally cool. But they're still mad. It's yeah. Can yeah, anyone think of other movies where they did that shot set up like that with like a mirror? Because that, um, that's not that's like nothing new. He, the, he did a really good job with it, but that's nothing new. There's like, a shot. There's a shot in Garden State where he like closes his medicine cabinet and it's a mirror, so you see his face kind of like split down the middle, but you can also see the camera very clearly in the back. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I always look for when I first, see mirrors. This is first time directing. Zach um, there was a good one in that movie Contact with Jodie Foster. I gotta have to can't refresh my memory there. Um, but yeah, it was just um, a mirror shot. There was. A mirror shot. I saw. I never saw the full movie in uh, John Wick Chapter Two. I was watching it like last week, mm-hmm. and they're in like this museum or something, and like it's a bunch of hitmen going after John Wick, and like it's just really well done in terms of like kind of throwing you off and throwing off where everyone is. But yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. something that's kind of taken for granted on it being actual dif- actually difficult yeah. to do. Yeah, it is. But then the other shot I really like is when. Florence Pugh's like getting really upset. I forget where she is, like maybe her apartment. And then she walks. <laughs> She's upset the entire movie. What a nag. Oh my God. But she she walks through a doorway to calm down and the camera mm-hmm. sort of goes above well, top looking down. Oh, and all oh. Right. That was, no. That was very like. No, I, that is, that's my least. Didn't Tarantino do that, that was, in a movie? That was, that's like um, Kill Bill. He does that. Was it Kill Bill or was it? Yeah, it's Kill Bill in the kitchen when in the first. You're right. You're, you're right. That is that is one of my least favorite shots in a movie. I hate it's that so God, much. God's, it's just over God's the top eye. of the set. It's so stupid. God's eye view. But yeah, I do like the edit though, where she like shuts or she like goes in one door, and then when she opens the door, like in the apartment or whatever, she ends up in the airplane well, on the way to Sweden. To that's a good edit. That, that, that saved uh, another forty minutes of a two and a half hour movie. <laughs> that we just talked <laughs> of her crying. That we just talked about uh, in Thor Ragnarok. There's a scene where they're walking, and it's like a mirror on the floor and it does one of those pan up things and it like turns into so that was another thing he did that i absolutely hated when they're driving to the the village the camera just does like a 360 it just is it I, I get it's probably to disorient you is what it's saying but it's just so stupid that's that's just just that. him beating off into a ceiling fan it, it's completely mean it's just so <laughs> stupid um like look what i can do with the camera i just i just don't care um, I'm surprised about that scene. About your reaction to this, because it's essentially the, the a the Paul main... Thomas Anderson horror movie. No, no, Paul Thomas Anderson made a horror movie. I'd be at it right now. Um, and he did make a horror movie. It's called Phantom Thread. <laughs> That's good. Uh-huh. Uh, no, but the other thing, I, like it's it's a very very long movie, and there's so many different directions and storylines it could have explored, or just shown stuff happening that was interesting, but they don't. 
They don't show any of the killings except the end, which is stupid. It's just a house fire. It's they don't not, show the guy get filleted, but, but the eagle thing. If they did that, the it, British guy. If yeah. they did that, it'd be a slasher. Well, wouldn't it? it would, but it would look cool because it would be like surgical. It was actually, I was reading, when I was reading about it, it actually was like just straight up pitched as a slasher at this like cult in mm. Switzerland or wherever they were, Sweden. And like Ari Aster got on board and like, I think. Shut that a, shit down immediately. Yeah. <laughs> took some elements from it, did a rewrite. But then he said he like, he wanted to make like, make it more of like a art bad house. relationship mm-hmm. art house movie because. Yeah, like if, he does want to be considered a hard director. It's terrific. He said the same thing about Hereditary. He said it's, it's a, family like a family drama. Drama, yeah. I mean, like, all right, guy, <laughs> come on. But I think, yeah. <laughs> speaking um, speaking of a hole directors, I started watching a movie last night. What movie? Uh, so Hulu's doing that like series of horror movies produced by uh, Blumhouse. It's called Into the Dark. I did not hear about this. Yeah, so they have interested. four or five horrors on there, and one is called um, it's called All That We Destroy. So I'm watching it. and I'm like five minutes in, and I'm and I wanted to the the main guy and it looked kind of familiar. So I got I'm IMDb to see who he was, and I found out the director's name. Well, her just on her birth name. It was something like Penny Stardust. So I stopped watching. <laughs> I said absolutely not. <laughs> like absolutely not. You've done nothing. You can't just change your name. <laughs> like it's so stupid. She had like pink hair and stuff. I just said no. Like uh, earn it, earn it. Nope, earn it. Although the Coen brothers made up a made up a guy as he, as her editor, right? What's his name again? Roderick James. Michael Arndt has. <laughs> there was some like uh, uh, thing about that though. Too. Who does? Michael Arndt, the writer who did Little Miss yeah, Sunshine. Yeah. Oh, he's a weirdo, right? I don't know if he's a weirdo. I think he I is. No, he has a pseudonym. What is it? I forget what it is, but he like this is like. He was he, Matthew he Broderick's wrote, assistant or something. He wrote the second Hunger Games movie. That's just like such a waste of his. Did he really? Yeah. Well, under the pseudonym. Little Miss Sunshine's losing its losing its flair for me. I think. I mean, we all agree Arkin shouldn't have won, right? No, no, God, no. I mean, Paul Dano should have won over him before before Arkin from that Carell. movie. Yeah, Carell was really good in it, actually. I mean, that, Arkin. I, be, I just I just watched it a couple months ago, and it was like yeah, I, I didn't enjoy it as much as I did the first time I saw it. Arkin beat Jack Nicholson in The Departed, who wasn't even nominated for supporting, who should have won. Who, who else was nominated that year? It was like, it was. I can name them. It was like well, I know you Arkin. can. That's why I'm asking you. It was Alan Arkin, Wahlberg for The Departed, uh, Jamin Hansu for Blood Diamond, who was really right, good. He should have won, yeah. And uh, Eddie Murphy for... Oh, and your, I think it was your boy from uh, Little Children. Uh, Jackie Earl Haley? Yeah. yeah. I'm only trying to cool off. <laughs> <laughs> Little Children. Never seen it, uh, but, he, but it always comes up he plays somehow. A, he plays a pedophile, and uh, like everyone in the community knows that he's a pedophile. And, and, the, goes, like, pool, and there's right? one scene where he's in the pool, and everyone... <laughs> And he's wearing like flippers and a like a snorkel. Everyone like runs out of the pool when he gets in, and he's just in the pool and he's like, "I'm only trying to cool." But he's also like that guy's a really Rorschach. He's a really good actor. And he he got like well, he got bigger. Like he was kind of, not really a child star. It's just that right. He's he, just in that, and I think he like retired. Bad, the first Bad News Bears what we're talking about, but yeah. Is he the, like newer Freddy Krueger? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In the Michael yeah. Bay Freddy Krueger movie. Right, right. Michael Bay directed it. Or produced it. Oh. It was like him and Rooney Mara who said that movie <laughs> almost made her want to quit acting. Well, I'm excited for the Chris Rock Saw movie that I'm in for. Um, Midsummer. Oh, so I, I thought that the like the story with the inbreeding and the kid who like writes a scripture because he's... They, yeah. I, that, I thought they should have explored that more, especially in the scene when they're showing... Um, um, the main character kind of in like a 
drug-induced sex scene, and he's just laying there watching. They yeah. don't really get too much into that, and then I wish they got more into that like scripture that's so important to these. The one that he was writing. Well, he's smearing paint all over the place, and, and then the elders it. are basically making up whatever they want to say. Was I mean, that's a that that is that was the scariest. I mean, it's not it's not a scary movie, right? Um, I wouldn't say it's scary. I would it's say it's disturbing. Like, it's hor. It's like horrifying. Yeah, it's like, yeah. There, I mean, but the one thing that, that really creeped me out because that scene, the one scene on the cliff. Um. Yeah, and that that was. I mean, <laughs> I almost leaned over to. <laughs> I, I I couldn't remember what Eli Roth says in Bastards when he bashes that guy's head in with a baseball bat. He's like. But I was gonna lean over, lean over to the ten set. I just couldn't remember <laughs> remember what it was because you know it's coming. They have the giant mallet. That was uh, that was one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Um, when these two people jump off the cliff, it's like a ritualistic thing because they've reached the end of their like cycle of life like, as, yeah. as determined by this cult. But like, the wife goes first, mm-hmm. and she just swan dive. She just lands right on her face, smashes yeah. her face, quick and easy, rips <laughs> off like a. It, and this water bastard like, does like a pencil jump. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lands right on his old brittle ankles. <laughs> you can hear the snap. Yeah, that's... And they like show his leg. That was crazy. Like, it looks like Paul George. It's like a super wide shot. You see him jump off the cliff mm-hmm. and fall all in one shot. Like all in one big wide shot. And you hear the snapping of his leg. Then it cuts to a close-up of his face. He's still very much mm-hmm. alive. Making like the most like agonizing, painful sound. And it slowly pans down to his like twisted leg with the bone sticking out. Yeah. So it's like, it, it, yeah, I don't. It's I, I don't. It's not a horror. I think then, it's like. But then they smash his face and with that giant hammer. <laughs> it's not even, they I don't show even, his face and it looks like a pile of lasagna. And then so right. like so <laughs> yeah, and then they. <laughs> it looks like a pancake, and then like three more people come and get get a whack at him. I think what is definitely a girl, yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Huh? Wouldn't you? Yeah, I, w- I would love to. <laughs> um, and then there's like, and then because you know, because they're they're this weird commune, so they have to do everything in unison. So like, the Americans that are there are so scared and freaked out. So like, everyone in the commune is like mimicking them. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the the two British people are the ones that are like screaming. Because yeah, they're the, screaming, so then everyone starts screaming. So then this is how he, the director plays with sound to make it super unsettling. Yeah. Like the guy's got yeah, his yeah, yeah. face smashed, and we're yep. hearing like guttural screams from this entire <laughs> commune. <laughs> it, it happens quite it's a lot. It's a lot going on. It's a very visceral. But I think we're all in agreement that the cast is really good. Um, Well, I mean, I, I don't know any of the Swedish people. I guess they were all fine. I think it's good. I'm describing who's the, all these. Who's, like, who's the Jack Rayner guy? He was in a movie called Sing Street that I saw. Um, you, I don't okay, know if you wh- heard wh- about it. Well, that's animated. No, it's not. I thought it was one with, like the the animals going American Idol. No, the Sing Street's about like this kid and I. I think it's on Netflix. It's a pretty good movie, but it's about like this kid who's like 14 who like starts a band with his friends in like in the 80s as his parents are like getting oh, divorced. Yeah, okay. And he plays right, like right. an older brother. Okay. And he's really good in it. And he was also, he was in um Detroit too. That's right, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she's great. Florence Pugh. That, I think she has the best. What's with the sweatpants, the though? Those weird sweatpants. Uh, yeah. yeah. They couldn't put her in a pair of jeans? <laughs> Shorts? Is it hot or cold? Like, what was the temperature there? 
She's dressing for comfort. It's and why don't they it's, get? It's summer, so it's midsummer. It's yeah, I don't know. She was wearing like those like. She was wearing like a giant baggy t-shirt and, and like athletic shorts. And no, she was wearing like those. She was like rolling up sweatpants, like like in seventh grade in Saint Oh my Docs. god, I thought she looked fine. Uh, she looked better. But oh wow, what that do you know? Was, Me and uh, Joe feel differently <laughs> about a movie. <laughs> But, uh, about, yeah, ev- well, about every aspect well, then of stop, the movie. Then stop that. I mean, you could boil that whole movie down to that that Swedish guy who befriends them. So the premise of the movie, there's five main character. Was that lightning? Yeah, it's coming. Oh, boy. It's going to come right through the microphones. <laughs> Vince will be the only one who live to tell the tale. Um, <laughs> um, no, there's... So two of the main characters are like... I guess they're all sort of like anthropology doctoral students but two of them are going to write like er, their their thesis on it was completely unnecessary they could have just been like oh we met the swedish guy that a lot it it was stupid because it almost makes the characters seem like like i don't know like the two guys seem like oh we're so smart like how smart we are i take it back because i think it i think it actually now that i say it it it's like another subtle way to show that um jack rayner's character is like kind of a prick right I think so. I take yeah, that back. But he like the the one guy Josh is like all into it. Like the one of the biggest reasons why mm-hmm. they go to Sweden to this festival and like he's because that one guy's already doing his right. And he said like summer festival. Yeah, and they said there, he said he's like going to other countries as well. Right, right. But so they, it's they, like really. And then uh, the other dude steals it, but it's almost right. like you know what kind of guy this guy is at this point. I like mean, he just wants to probably collaborate with the other dude I'm, because he doesn't feel like putting I'm gonna, I'm going to make a movie called Pre-Midsummer and it's going to be about how, what, a, what a shrew Florence Pugh was to him. You could tell that that relationship was just horrible and most of it was her fault because it's constantly like, like he's on the phone and, and she's always crying wolf to him about, about her sister and stuff. Well, no, she's, well, Mid-spring. That was actually, Mid-spring. that was a dark joke that they put in there that when they're sitting around and all his boys are like complaining to him, like, right. you know, you got to dump this girl, mm-hmm. you know, it's one thing after the other. It's like another crisis right. after crisis. It is, right. And then he gets the phone call and he gets up and it's her and she's just wailing. Yeah, exactly. Because. Very well acted scene though when but, he's but just like. if we were in that situation, couch. like. We would have all said the exact same thing to to our buddy who's who's in this relationship with this girl who's constantly calling him and crying. And then, of course, I think you know. So would the you worst have, does happen. Would you have an issue with it? I think they said it was like three or four years, right? It was. So a, they were well. He, of course, he's like yeah, about I don't know three years and eleven months. He's like four years. Four years we've been together. Four. So years. Would you have an issue with it if if it was like eight months or something? I, I, th- I don't know. With, with, with what? Like that relationship? Like them? Like. I don't know. Never mind. I take back what I said. No, no. Um, the point is, don't. <laughs> oh <my> God, <laughs> Sean, you can edit that out. I'm kidding. But uh, no. But back to my original point before before we got into that really interesting conversation about her sweatpants. What, what the <laughs> her sweatpants? Um, uh, the Swedish guy. He like befriends him in college. Could you imagine that? You build this, and you know what the end game is. He's the worst person on earth. But I honestly think it all boils down. To he wanted to bang the chick. He wanted to make her midsummer queen. <laughs> he like drew drew two pictures of her, right? And remembered her birthday. Happy birthday! Remember, she's like, "Oh, what are you drawing?" He's like, "The table." <laughs> <laughs> and they show his notebook, and it's just a coffee table with like cups and books on it. 
And another his... another dark humor moment was just like how horribly he handled. It. He's like, I didn't get the chance to tell you how sorry I was, uh, and like he just like goes really in depth yeah, about like yeah, her, yeah. the tragedy that. Yeah, she he's, he's 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 working her. He's, he's trying to move in. Well, he just make, makes out with her at the end if she, she wins the dancing contest. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He's a creep. Um. And he like has his hand on her on her knee, and she's like, "What's his name? Christian." Yeah. Christian might walk in, and then what do you say? He's like, he, he's like, oh god, he, he says something like, "Does he warm you?" Or something like he, he says it real weird. <laughs> Does he warm your spirit? Um. The uh, the um the the, <laughs> the probably the hardest laugh of the movie, and there's funny parts. No, of the it's movie. a very funny movie. Um. So his his brother, like he runs it. Not his, I guess his brother in the cult is there. No, Wait. it's his actual oh, it brother. Oh, his brother. Okay. Yeah. So his his brother is also there, and um, there's just one scene where, like, his brother was in England and brought a couple friends from England there, and they're kind of like Simon left without his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, didn't hear about that uh, four hundred times. Um, he's walking. They're like walking just through like a field, and you just pass like a bear in a cage. Yeah. And the British guy's like, "What's with the bear?" And he's like, "It's just a bear." <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bear in a cage in the middle of a field. <laughs> um, I would have liked to see that bear eat somebody. I would have liked to see in the scene where, because I read, the, all I read about was the British guy, they do something to him because they have to sacrifice four non-cult members and it's basically these people. But the British guy, it's called a blood eagle. Yeah. And Vikings used to do it. It's where you like cut somebody in half in such a way that their lungs like can still take air. And that's why like his lungs were moving when, when you saw it. And then you kind of like hang them from their skins. They look like an eagle. I would have loved to see them actually do that. Maybe that's in the director's cut. I, I, would I, you I have liked to have seen? So we saw. Know, just, just go full full tilt gore, like like Jack's house, uh, the house Jack built. So we saw Josh was the other friend's name, right? Mm. Yeah. We saw him like die. Essentially, he got hit with the yeah, thing. But yeah, would you have wanted to seen like what happened with Will Poulter? Or did you like that ambiguity? I, I would have liked. I would have liked that scene to be a little more clear when the guy comes in wearing Will Poulter's face. Yeah. Because so, at first I was like, "What? Like, did they do something to him?" Yeah, I didn't, like, I didn't really. Yeah. I didn't know what was going on first either. Yeah. Side note: when they, fine, when they, um, at the very end with like the burning house, I liked how they put the jester hat like on yeah. Will Poulter because yeah, it yeah. was like kind of annoying to everyone there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't wait? Doesn't Jack do something with like the kid's body? Does he put like a clown hat on him or something? In the house Jack built, Shawnee. Holy jeez, that's crazy lightning. Is it raining out? No, it's just midsummer. Oh man, what is that? Heat lightning? Gotta shut these. Spooky. In the house of Jack built, the kid. Yeah. Doesn't he put like he has him on the freezer, but doesn't he put a, like a clown hat on the kid? Grumpy? Yeah. <laughs> no. He uh no. He just makes him smile. Oh, that's right. He yeah, it cuts his face in a way that he's smiling. Um Alright, where were we? <laughs> No, we're still talking about that. Yeah, no, by the time that movie ended, it was the end of summer, huh? <laughs> I don't know. It's a good movie. I, g- I think I gave it like a B minus. I give it a B plus. It's fine. I give it, hey, I'll just give it just a B. Not That's great. not true, because I really liked it. B plus as well. Maybe I got to go think a- more minus. on it. You know what? Right yeah, now, I'm also going to go A minus. I think it might be my favorite movie of the year so far. I'm going I- to join D in that A minus. I got to think more on it. just something where like if you ask me tomorrow what my rating is probably would change and then the next day it's just like i think i need to see it again but at the same time i need a little more time because i don't need to watch that again for a little bit but um yeah i think it's very well done yeah 
Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I mean, the more I guess the more we talk about that, I just I don't know the I don't know why. Just the scenes in Sweden feel odd to me. Do you think it would have been and better as like a mini series? Like, no, no. Because you could explore more over time. So, do you think the beginning should have been longer? The beginning, like when they're in America and things are no. Awful? I think I think they should maybe flash back to stuff with her family life. Because I just don't like it's such a weird jump that okay, my family dies. I'm now this weird thing. I'm getting drugged and brainwashed, and now I am in this cult. Like I, don't, I just didn't. I don't know. It just it felt like too big of a leap or something. <laughs> Jay Bruce X in the third inning was strained right oblique. Fantastic. Good thing we have Adam Hazley. <laughs> Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm like the fifth in line to start in the Phillies outfield at this point. Like they don't have anyone healthy. I liked Will Poulter in this movie a lot. Yeah, I thought, well, yeah, he's fine. But I mean, it could have been a no name who could have had the, those lines and you would like them. I do, no, agree. I do agree with I Joe. Think because Will Poulter, like Will Poulter, makes it look easy. Like he's right. such well, he's a good actor. actor. Yeah, because yeah, because yeah, he's a good actor. Right. That's and there's the one. Um, as soon as he gets there and he's like hopping all around because he doesn't like the bugs. And then oh, yeah. you see him throughout the rest of the movie while he's still alive. And he has his socks tucked up over his jeans right. in every other scene he's in because he right. doesn't want the, the bugs to crawl up his leg. Yeah. Like little things like that. I, well, I read that, um, that yeah, it's an Ariasto thing. Like he has huge fear of like bugs and stuff and he was doing the same thing. So maybe Will Poulter just did it because he saw him doing it. But um, yeah. Well, one of the first things when we Sean and I got out of the movie that Sean said was that Will Poulter should have just been the main the boyfriend. I agree. Yeah. So it, it's it, I mean the movie would have been so much better if, if it was just like had a meteor role than than comic relief. It, it didn't make it doesn't make any sense unless it just it didn't make it did not make sense to me that he was just like get get the kid from Saturday Night Live to do that. But that I mean there's Poulter... literally nothing to his performance but stupid one liners and it gets old. But, I mean, he's been in, you know, We're the Millers. Like, he comes from comedy, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, he could do comedy yeah. effectively. Uh, but then he was yeah, in the I'm sure Daniel day Lowe's can do comedy effectively, too, but I don't want to see him in, you know, Starsky and Hutch 4 with Owen Wilson. But, like, yeah, and then, <laughs> and then Will, Actually, yeah, maybe I would want to see that. Will Poulter went on to do The Revenant, which was insane. Mm-hmm. Great, great performance. Yeah, Betty Wap joke when we saw him in the theater, remember? That's right, yeah. Will Poulter did? Yeah. Can you please explain further? Yeah, please. When we saw The Revenant... Uh, it was at a pre-screening thing, and Will Poulter was there to talk about it. And he was talking about being like a trapper because mm. they're like a bear trappers in the movies. Like, and I mean, don't mean a trapper like Fetty uh, Wap. Do you remember that? Well, we just me and D were, I think me and D were just talking about this, or I don't know if I said it on air, but I probably have before. But when um, like obviously the Revenant is is was a very tough shoot, and they're talking about it, and somebody <laughs> in the in the audience was like. Oh, like, was there any injuries on set? And he's like, yeah, I, like, rolled my ankle playing basketball one day, but he was dead serious. Do you remember, the, the, person was remember like, the guy uh, next to you was, like, trying to talk to you about the movie during the movie? He's like, well, that was great, wasn't it? Next to me? Yeah. Oh, God. Do you remember I, that? No, I blocked that stuff out. I haven't seen the movie since. Yeah, I actually haven't either. I thought I was going to be like, oh, I'm going to watch this over again. And I was like, oh, I... Th- that that's I I I might get it just to watch that scene with the Indians attacking. Oh, that scene's awesome. Awesome. That's why he won the what's Oscar. He, what's he got next? He, I don't know. Who, Will Poulter or Inurito? Inurito. What's his best movie? Ooh. I actually have only seen Birdman and that. Uh, don't doesn't. I think Babel's his best like movie. Babel? Probably. I like Babel a lot. 
21 Grams. 21 Grams is a great movie. Every time I watch it, I'm like, that's the best movie ever. I, I just watched Raising Arizona recently, and I said the same thing, though. I was like, this is the best movie ever made. Um, did he do Amoros Peros? He did, yeah. Did I actually never saw that one. I just know you talk about it a lot. Yeah, it's a good movie, too. Um, Does not have anything up next, directing wise? No. Break. Just, apparently, like, The Revenant almost killed him. Almost killed, like, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Budget was like supposed to be like thirty five million, and then it ended up at like over a hundred million. That's like um, um, what was that Michael Cimino movie? Uh, not the Deer Hunter. That after it, Heaven's Gate. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it was like, like ended his career. <laughs> they had like <laughs> it, was, it was. I can't remember the numbers. It's it was so over budget. Like it's funny though. Well, the final and the movie was terrible. The James Bond movie, the the last one that came out, went like hugely over budget too, and it was like over three hundred million dollars. What's a what's what? Has been the biggest budgeted movie. I think it was. It has to be. End, just Endgame. What that has to be one of it, but it's kind of hard to tell because they shot that and Infinity War back to back. When when they, fact- I think one of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies is like was like three seventy five. Oh, okay. What was Avatar? I don't know. That had him up there too, but I mean, when they factor in the budget, is it also how much they're paying the actors? The budget is. I don't know if that's included, but it's not like advertising. Because I mean, you got to figure, like, what, what, what are the? I mean, Robert Downey Jr. probably gets just twenty million dollars salary for for that playing Tony Stark. But then you got to figure that even like the more modern guys, again, Jeremy Renner's not. He's not going to do a movie for less than ten million dollars. Yeah. Like they have to be getting a ton, and there's like there's eighty five like A list actors in that movie. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, it's a good question. Yeah. Well, we'll be prepared next time and look that up. How long have we been going here? All right, fifty-four. All right, well, we have to we have to get to two and a half hours, so you know what midsummer felt like. Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. <laughs> Something about a map. <laughs> nothing's happening. It's over, and everyone looks pissed. Um, I don't know anything else. Vince said, uh, "This Space Jam director." <laughs> anything else about midsummer? Very good performances all around. I think. Uh, I'll probably be in the camp of seeing whatever Ari Aster does next just because... Yeah, that's what I'm really going to judge him on, whatever he does next. It's another one, like I said, it's crazy. Like, I've seen these three movies, like, in the last year, like, um, The House of Jack Built, and Sorry to Bother You, and it's like, I can't... I don't know if I can recommend it, but also see it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, don't... I like <laughs> yeah. this movie a lot. No, I would, I would recommend it seeing it. Yeah, I'll never watch it again, I can assure you that, but but I would it's, I would recommend seeing it. I think, like, I don't know what kind of, I don't know. I don't know what, I don't think you have to, mm, I can't articulate this. I think it's going to be split if you like it or not. But I don't know if it's based on, like, other movies that you like or your personality or what. I, don't, I think it's probably based I think it's on just the gonna, content of the movie, not necessarily, like, how, like, the behind the scenes and how well, it was made. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, with, with stupid people... They go to movies at like the AMC Marvel Ten that are you know sixteen or seventeen. Like pacing is is that's all that matters in a movie for an idiot. And this true. is that's very, very slowly paced. Yeah, that's very true. So people are gonna, I mean, kids like idiots are gonna hate it. Those dipshits that like blow and stupid movies like that. I do think that Florence Pugh is Oscar worthy in the movie though. She's really. Good. I hope because I'd, I'd like to. Not, I'd like to see her in a ball gown instead not, of. Uh, she's not gonna get it. Juicy she's not gonna sweatpants. Because anything she, we like or anything that's art house is not. No, it's be. and it's a it's gonna be a strong. There's gonna be five like like. It's going to be Julia Roberts. It's going to be for Natalie what? Portman for the Bernadette movie. It's like the it's old the days. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm not not Julia Roberts. Um, uh, Charlize Theron. It's the Bernadette movie. Where'd you go, Bernadette? Or what happened to you, Bernadette? 
Oh, is uh, it? Oh, I do remember hearing about. I think you're that. right. What's oh, that? Oh, is that that's the text? The text. Yeah, movie? the text movie. It was a popular book, but I think there's going to be Natalie Portman's in that. Uh, not Ad Astra, but the space movie. Um, I think there's going to be some good ones. What else is there that's coming out? Once upon a time in Hollywood. Oh, Margaret Robbie. Apparently. apparently, she says two words in it. Yeah, it's like so. supporting. I reject that hypothesis. I wonder if they're both going to get nominated for lead actor, DiCaprio and Pitt. Yeah, Moneyball, Benjamin Button. I, oh. Who do you think is, and and your gut reaction? Who do you think is a better actor, Pitt or DiCaprio? DiCaprio. Brad Pitt's a good actor. I know it's close. I was thinking about this the other day. It's, it's closer than I than I thought it was. I mean, Moneyball is one of my top five favorite sports movies of all time. I think he's really, great. I think he's Brad great Pitt's in that. best performance. Benjamin Button for me. Moneyball's up there for me. Yeah. Um, you know what? DiCaprio is actually a much better actor. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, in Glorious Bastards, he's, he's so good. That's and, what I was going to say. What's yeah. your favorite DiCaprio performance? Or his best, I would say. Because I, I have mine, which I I think might be unpopular. DiCaprio's best performance? Uh, what's eating Gilbert Grape, for sure. No, um, he's really good in that. <laughs> that's so stupid. Uh... I like Departed. Oh, man. He's really good in The Departed. Blood Diamond, he's underrated in. I think well, he got nominated uh, for an Oscar. I know, but he, I really, feel like he really solid in Titanic. I wonder how old yeah. he is. I think for me, there's a clear cut. It really is for me. It's Wolf of Wall Street. Just yeah, because he's I think said, oh, yeah, that's could be true. it. I mean, The Aviator, he's really good in. Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf though, of Wall Street. Like, it's unhinged. That and, could be it, yeah. And he's, whole, yeah. he's so funny in that. And he's never done a comedy before of that, right? Um, yeah, I don't think so. No. Yeah, no. Um, I think Catch Me If You Can's up there. It is not. Plays, it plays that's that's an, that's that should that should be on our list, Vince. That should be on our list of movies that people don't know anything about movies like. That's that's definitely on there actually. It's enjoyable. We got to start writing them down. Blow Scarface. I like that movie. Catch Me If You Can. If you can. I'm, I'm not crazy about it. Christopher, Wal- I rewatched that recently, and Christopher Walken is really good in that movie. He's good. Isn't Hank, Hanks is in that right? Yeah, I know. Hanks is the guy trying to catch him. Yeah. Hanks is a guy trying to catch him. Amy Adams is in it for like she's like a no name at that point, right? His wife. And it's Martin Sheen's her dad, and like Jennifer yeah, Gardner's she, in it. She's so. like the fl- flight attendant, right? That he no, she's hooks up with. No, she's the uh, um, bank teller. No, she was a nurse. Nurse. <laughs> it's like the kid comes in uh, and it's like his bone sticking out of his leg. Is <laughs> and DiCaprio is like there for surgery. Uh, um, what about Shutter Island? Don't you like that? One? Oh, I like that a lot. See, nobody said The Revenant. That's what he won for. That, yeah, that's but it's the biggest. Like, what's know. a bigger career achievement? Well, I'm gonna. You're gonna answer this right away. Bigger like sign of a career achievement. That uh, Pacino winning for Son of a Woman or Scorsese for Departed? Uh, I mean, Pacino and Son of a Woman. So that's. Yeah, I mean, Pacino should have won for Godfather Part Two. Well, he should have won question. for Dog Day Afternoon. That well, was... he lost. He lost to. Uh, Nicholson that year. No, De Niro. Nicholson. For what? Cuckoo's Oh, Cuckoo's Nest. So. He still should have won. That son of a woman, he was overdue, but he still deserved it for that. Everyone's like, yeah, he doesn't wear sunglasses and he's blind, so give him an Oscar. That was like the big thing about it. Like his eyes. Are... Like Daniel Day-Lewis is probably like, how did he do that? No, he absolutely was not. He's incredible. <laughs> he probably watched it like we would watch a comedy and just laugh the whole time. <laughs> And he's bouncing off of Chris O'Donnell. He's like the worst actor to ever live. Isn't is They should have had Zach Morris playing that role, honestly. Is Phil Hoffman in that or no? Yeah. <laughs> he's like the he's, worm. He's like that... a prick, yeah. 
He's like a rich kid at the school. He's actually great in that. There's a great scene between him and Chris O'Donnell where he's trying to he's trying to like sweet talk him into like uh, like not telling the de- they're get they're getting in trouble for like for cheating. Car. Right? Uh, was it cheating? No, nah, they like egg the car or painted shit on a car or something. Is that movie like two and a half hours long? Yeah, it is. That is a drag. <laughs> that is a bad, bad. Oh my god, that's a bad movie. Who directed that? I'm gonna just say Rob Reiner, but yeah, I forget. <laughs> Mike Barry Levinson. Let's slap his name no, on it. It was um. No. I'll find it. Hold on. I think the guy did like one other notable movie. Oh boy. Um, but yeah, often has like a really good scene in there, and it's just like he just he plays the character really well. Scent of a woman. Mar- Mar- Marty Brast. What else did he do? Uh, Midnight Run. Oh, Beverly Hills Cop. That's, Meet his, that's his best movie. Wait, oh, Meet Joe Black. He did Geely. Geely. That was his last movie. Oh, man. Oh, oh, my God. Career killer. He directed. His best movie is Beverly Hills Cop. This guy's like. Oh, Meet Joe Black. You love that movie. This guy's like a terrible Terrence Malick. Like, he did a movie in the 70s, a couple in the 70s, nothing really, like, a couple movies in the 80s. It would be like if Kubrick was trash. <laughs> Meet Joe Black. Martin Brest. It took him six years between set of woman and Micho Black. I um, want you to bounce your body off four cars in the next take. Yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, what about a kiss? Was it Interview with a Vampire? That's a great Brad Pitt movie. Is that with Willem Dafoe with the Nos? Is that, that the, the Nosferatu one? Uh, that was I never saw like it. Tom Cruise and Christian Slater. What's um Devil's Advocate? Is is that's the one where Pacino's the lawyer who's like the devil? Okay, and Keanu Reeves is like a Cajun lawyer. Or something. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> like he's from like the the bio. He tried to make fun of Keanu Reeves, but he like is the best person. He, on the he face donates of- like all basically all of his money. <laughs> like he's like never made money from a movie. <laughs> he buys like race cars and then donates the rest. I heard someone phrase it as he's the most likable horrible actor there is. <laughs> God, he's so bad. <laughs> yeah, that's that's actually a fun category to uh to explore further. Likable people that are terrible actors. Mark Wahlberg. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's, in he's there. actually not. Nice. No, he's, he's not as bad as Keanu Reeves, but he's in there. He's in there. Um, I don't even like Ben Affleck. I'm just thinking of Dark Black. Stand the guy. Yeah. <laughs> not a fan. Um, you can't. No. <laughs> There's a category for that. The least likable person. That's the best actor. That's the best actor. That well, saying? that's Walking Phoenix for sure. But <laughs> yeah. that's that's no contest. He is. Well, that's I. I really think he's gonna run away with this Oscar. Who? What's he in? Oh, for the Joker. Joker yeah. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. I think it's no competition. <laughs> I. What the big, else? The, the big hinderer or like uh, mystery is if Irishman comes out this year. I is that going to get best actor nominations? I don't though? know. I don't like. Think so. I, I mean, we haven't seen anything from it except that title sequence. Let me. Um, what else is coming out this year? Yeah, I'm trying to. I don't think there's um... DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time. Let's say that. All right, hang on here. I mean, that's going to get so much love because it's about Hollywood. Wait, is that Sean Penn? Is in a movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hold on. Apparently, Sandler Uh is in a movie with, like, the guys who did that. I think it's the guys who did that movie, um, Good Time, with Robert Pattinson, that apparently was really good. Sandler's in a movie with him. Let me see here. Um, Who's the guy um, that actually we all really like who's in um, Patterson, New Jersey? Adam Driver? He's Driver. a movie with Soderbergh. Soderbergh's directing. It's supposed to be pretty good. He was just nominated last year, it's right? It's called The Report. Yeah. Um, so he's in that. Then you got uh, Rocket Man, the kid who was in that. 
I don't know. I don't think he has a chance to because because Rami Malek won. You last got year. the guys in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You got a. Uh, it looks like you got Kirsten Bale for that Ford first Ferrari movie. You can't count him out. What's it? What's what's this like a, a hidden life? Terrence Malick's film, but but I don't know who the actor is though. Just give me a list. Why can't they just give me a list? I don't want to read a whole article. Tom just give me a list. Playing it's... Mr. Rogers, but I feel like that's that, not that's going to be that hard. Cool. What about him playing? Well, he's like the main character of that Elvis movie, but that probably won't come out in time, right? No, God no. If they, they just, just cast him, yeah, that's right. Um, wow, weak year for actor. Michael B. Jordan's in a movie called uh, Just Mercy. I want to see the movie. There's apparently a movie, and Coogler's directing it with him starring, obviously, since they're best friends. But uh, like about it's a true story about like how the Atlanta public school system was like a part of this huge cheating scandal to get like, oh, better. Yeah. I forget what it was called, but it sounded really interesting. This movie actually could be good. Remember that movie, um, Short Term 12 with Brie Larson? Yeah, I like that movie. Uh, so it's That's the, her best performance. It's a guy, yeah, it's a guy who wrote and directed that. Uh, Destin Daniel Creton, starring uh, Michael B. Jordan. Maybe we'll get one. He deserves one. Yeah, yeah, he's been in two movies, so they should definitely give him an Oscar because that's what they did with that British kid, Stephen Hawking. <laughs> Freddie, Freddie that's Highmore, what they did, is that his name? That's what they did with uh, Mahershala Ali, basically. But he, oh, yeah. But he deserved it. Mm, I hope he gets not it for there. Moonlight. Who, who has the most Oscars in the same category? Is it Daniel Day-Lewis? Uh, oh, 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 no, no. I mean, I'm sure there's like a... There's got to be a cinematographer of like seven or something. Uh, all right, all right. Hold on. Yeah, let me rephrase it. Who's it? Who? I just want to throw it. I want to throw it because cool. <laughs> Wait, what's the question? I probably know the answer. I have to rephrase the question. Um, so, so Daniel Day Lewis has the most acting Oscars. He has three best lead. actor Oscars, With right? Three, three, three lead, lead actor. Nicholson right. has two lead actors, and I think a supporting. And what does Mahershala have? Two supporting. Two supporting. The Christoph Waltz has two, two supporting. Yeah. Um, Interesting. So does I think Jason Robards. Okay, but um, for network and all the presidents men. Yeah. Yeah, it was all the presidents men. Was it network? I think it was. Well, if it was back to back, it would have been yeah, seventy seven, seventy eight. I think right. Seventy five. Seventy five. Oh really? Yeah, seventy five, seventy six. Because network lost to Rocky for best picture. That's right. And Taxi Driver. Right, right, right. But um. And I think Catherine Hepburn has four acting Oscars, which is the most. Yeah. And then like, I th- yeah, there was. Didn't like Spencer Tracy have, or maybe he just had Spencer Tracy two. Was, like a lot, there's a couple weird Spencer guys that Tracy have two. Spencer Tracy and Tom Hanks are the only two guys to do lead actor back to back. Okay, that's what it was then. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, Tom Hanks should definitely get three. Well. I mean. And I think Peter O'Toole's the guy. Peter O'Toole has been not was nominated eight times and never won. You didn't he do one for that Venus movie? Who's the old guy who? Oh, um, who's the guy in Beginners? Christopher Plummer. Oh, Christopher Plummer. That was his first nomination, I think. Oh, really? Or like, yeah. I, don't... I think like once you're over the age of fifty, you're not really. It's hard to get an Oscar unless you're overdue. Yeah, like the Sean Connery special. Yeah. <laughs> Vince, who else was nominated when Sean Connery won for the Untouchables? What year was that? <laughs> who were the... 1989, I guess? Who were the four most pissed off people on the planet? <laughs> let's see. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Decide if that's a good movie or not. Oh, man. It, I know. <laughs> I don't think it is. I never saw it. It's like pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, Brian De Palma? It, yeah. yeah. But it's like... It's like... 
I heard all um, people do is talk about how Brian De Palma was like the biggest influence, but by the time we were born, he was making just garbage. I only know three movies, or I guess four movies that he did, and it was Carrie, which is probably his great, five yeah. movies, I guess. Carrie, which mm-hmm. is really good. I heard this movie. My dad and I were talking about it. Blowout. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's I heard that's awesome. That movie's awesome. Is that Travol- I know. I'm sorry. It's um. It's a good movie. Wait, is it Travolta? Yeah, Travolta's Travolta. in that. It takes it, place in Philadelphia. Yeah, John Lithgow. John Lithgow, that's right. Um, that's a really good movie. I, I get that. And there's a movie called The Conversation with uh, John Cazale and uh, uh, Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman. That was, that was, uh, that I, was I, the same year as Godfather 2. Yeah. did. I always get them confused for some reason. But um, what was I going to say? Um, uh, Brian De Palma, Scarface Joe's favorite movie. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, and Mission Impossible One. The the guy who plays is the guy who plays Frank Nitti just died. Yeah, and he because they keep playing that clip where he's like, what does he say to? He says something to um, he's like talking to Kevin Costner after he, after he killed Connery. Spoiler alert. I have the uh. The Hold list. on one sec, and he says um, <laughs> what he says he says to Costner. He's like he's got guy. a funny accent. <laughs> he's like he's like he was he died squealing like a stuffed Irish pig. <laughs> And the guy cost, like throws him off a building or something. It's kind of ridiculous. Worst effects ever. It's, oh my god! You're the guy in the air. One of those like fallback things. Yeah, and it's like a fake screen. He's like, back. he's like, he died like a pig. The dub. He's like, yeah. he's like, what did you just say? He's like, your friend. He died like a stuck Irish pig. It's the best line of the movie. All right, Vince. Who are the um? Who are the other supporting actor nominees? Um, let me see. I just had it. Sean Connery won. Albert Brooks for Broadcast News. Already, if I were Albert Brooks, I would never, never live that down. That's I, that's, that's a true. that's a great performance. Morgan Freeman for Street Smart. Never saw it. Oh, wait, is that the one where he's like the t- the principal? No, that's uh, Lean on Me. Oh, man. Vincent Gardenia for Moonstruck. Never saw it. That's a share. Yeah, and Denzel for Cry Freedom. Never saw it. I saw that. He's pretty good in that. Yeah. Now Albert Brooks is great in Broadcast News. What are some other big uh, just blunders? From the academy, yeah. But well, we should probably do a, a whole po- whole podcast Let's on just that. Record too. We'll cut it off. <laughs> just be here forever. Um, that's. I mean, John Wayne winning, like not not necessarily blunders, but just lifetime achievement stuff. Yeah. John I mean, Mark Rylance winning is. He was good though. He's yeah. a good actor. <laughs> Where? <laughs> Shawnee, Shawnee turned the turn the, re- the recorder <laughs> off like like forty minutes ago. <laughs> Mics aren't even plugged in. My favorite part is going back and pinpointing where it went off the rails. Uh, it always does. We never yeah. know how to end it. We never. We we should start like we never ever. Know we should start doing something it. at the end, like some kind of a segment at the end where we just do the same thing every time at the end. Um, yeah, Rotten Tomatoes game. Uh, There's no time. Yeah, we'll prepare that. All right. Well, yeah. Let's let's put a bow on it. Is that it. That's all I got. All right. Next week. Uh, we storm Area 51. What do you think is going to happen with that? Uh, someone's going to die. <laughs> a lot of people are going to die. <laughs> Not a, no, Vince is right that somebody's going to die because it's going to be Over like, under one and a half people die. <sighs> I'm going on there. I'm going to say one. I'm, I'm going to say like it's going to be a nightstick to the head and the person will die. Like go into a coma and die like three weeks later. There's probably like boxes of files there. Well, the the Ark of the Covenant's there from Raiders of the Lost yeah. Ark, which is a well, true story. I'll tell you this right now: if, if if they do get in there, the first thing they're going to see is, and they're I'm sorry, if they do get in there and there are aliens, it's going to be somebody that works there having sex with an alien. That'll be the first thing they see. <laughs> well, what else is is it just aliens there? I thought that's. And thought, didn't they test? I thought they just tested nukes. like the nukes there. So people are going to get like cancer from like the radiation that's still still like all over that place. Where is it? Like New Mexico, Nevada, Nevada. I think. There's definitely just like a trailer park there. People are like, like, hey. There's people 
I don't know. I, there can't be aliens. No. All right, Johnny, take my mic. Wrap it up. All right. Um, that'll do it from all of us here at Talking Picture Talk. To play us out is REM's Man on the Moon. <laughs> Anything, guys? All right, goodbye. Go see Midsummer. Go see Midsummer. Mm. Go see I Midsummer. Know. I don't know if I can good faith tell you to go see Midsummer, but see it, but know what you're getting into. <laughs> That's the best way to describe First it. First date movie. First date movie. <laughs> First date movie matinee. There you have it. Goodbye. If you've been-